This is Mr. Lowndes and Aaron with our Michigan State basketball recap show. We actually have three games to recap because it's been a little while since we were able to do our recording. So uh, we'll go over the first two games briefly here and then spend a little bit more time on the Duke game. So Aaron, first game of the year against Eastern Michigan. You want to give us a quick overview of, of how that game went and the, and the outcome? So uh started out as a struggle and uh, presumably got to be a runaway after that. And then we uh, kind of fell apart in the last 10 minutes and still got lucky to win. Yep. So, yeah, that uh... – State seemed to struggle against the zone initially against Eastern Michigan, which they, they always seemed to, the zones just seemed to give them a little bit of trouble. Um, so how about a how about a positive from that game against Eastern Michigan? Well, Foster Lawyer played great. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, other than that, I mean, yeah. He played well, and the team continued to go off him, which led to more of a more better playing style against the zone, which I know that we all can shoot over the zone. It's just a matter of doing it. That's all yeah. it is to me. Foster Lawyer, the zone killer for him in that first game. So how about how about something you'd like to see improvement on or a negative you took away from that that first game? Well, we played a good 20 minutes. Not 40. I think we need to learn how to play 40 minutes instead of 20. That would uh, be a lot further of a 30 to 40 point game other than the 10-point game that we did or something like that type of a score. I don't know. What, I can't remember what the final was. I think it was within 10, if I'm not wrong. Uh, I can look it up here real quick. Because, uh, yeah, that game was a week ago, and guess what? <laughs> As I told you earlier, it's... Uh, beginning to be erased from the mind. <laughs> yep, it was a 16-point win. But they, oh, okay. yes. You know, in the second half. point win should have been 30 or 40. In the second half, it was, uh, it was a wash. Each team scored 40 points in the second half. So, so let's stick with that idea, that concept of, you know, playing the full 40 minutes because I think that will show up in the next game too here. Let's jump ahead to the to the Notre Dame, uh, Michigan State game. Um, you want to give us a, a quick overview of of that game? Again, just more of a struggle at the start, and then they picked it up as the game went along, and then again, the last ten minutes as usual. Now that one was a ten point game myself. I can remember that finished 80 to 70 for us. Yep. 
and and they they went on a, a quite the run in the middle there but they started slow and, and like you're saying they finished a little slow there too so let's let's stick with the the negative and then we'll end on a positive so what what's something that you'd like to see cleaned up from that game again more of a full game other than a 20 25 minute game because they're because there's patterns where if we get going, we're a good team. And there's patterns where if we're struggling, we're just struggling as a team. And how about a positive? A positive of that would be, well, a positive would be that that run at the end of the first half kind of showed what Michigan State is. Yeah, that was a that was a ended up being a 26 to nothing run, which yes. I mean, that's, that's a pretty impressive pretty that's impressive it. run right there. Yes, yes it is. So, now keep in mind the, the final score was 70 to 80. Your prediction for that game was 79 to 68. So you were, you were off by a total of three points. Two points on the Notre Dame score and one point on the Michigan State score. That, that was a pretty impressive pick right there. It, yes, yes, it is. And plus, we were favored to win by 11. So I just said, what's going to be the closest score to 11? So I just figured, yeah, well, yeah. 7968 is probably the closest I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, and they actually, it shouldn't have been that close, but they, yeah. again, the, the closing was just a little, a little rough. So let's, uh, let's jump ahead here to the Duke game then that, we, that was last night. We'll do a little bit more of an in depth look at that. So, just first of all, overall overview. You know, talk with the listeners about what what happened oh last night was a very happy night for everybody or at least should be a happy night for every spartan fan as for the first time ever in the regular season tom Izzo got his first win in a non-nca tournament game against duke and Got his first win at Cameron Indoor Stadium against the Blue Devils. Yep, a, a whole lot of things to celebrate there. And not just Spartan fans. I mean, basketball fans across the country, right? Yes. Love, love to see the Dukies go down. Yes, they do. <laughs> so let's, uh, we'll, we'll start with the negative again and then, and then switch to the positives. What's something that was uh, something you'd like to see cleaned up from that oh. Uh, can I pick on how we started, please? You certainly can. It was another slow start. So, no, it wasn't a slow start. It was just how many fouls and turnovers can we make before Tom erupts at us? That's kind of what I thought they were thinking at the start. And I'm going, um, guys, uh, this that's not how the game is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was gonna he was gonna blow a fuse there. Now he he gave a lot of credit to Langford and Henry for calming him down and telling him to to trust the guys. So 
it sounds like they helped him, you know, avoid that meltdown that that he otherwise may may normally have. Yeah, it, it, that helped a lot, and also it was it was a team game. Mm-hmm. When they got down thirteen three, they all sat down and probably thought, "What's how are we gonna get back into this?" And yep. they did it. They put Foster Lawyer out on the floor, and what did he do? The first two possessions he was in on defense, he drew offensive fouls, which kind of it was. When we get to the end of this, the thing that won the game for him altogether, he drew three offensive fouls, and the final score was within six points. So take away that and add them six points on, it would have been a tie game and they would have been going to overtime. So I, I think that's the difference right there. Just them three good defensive plays. Mm-hmm. So how about how about something positive? Positive. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick to what I was going off of and saying that Foster Lawyer started all of this by doing two offensive fouls coming off the bench. And then that started a run of watching Joey Hauser score. And then after that, they just started doing what they usually do, chipping away until they get there. And they did that very well. Mm -hmm. And I think it was actually Foster that hit the three that, that either tied the game up or push them into the lead for the first time. No, that was actually a high-flying Julius Marble dunk that gave us the lead in the first half. Okay. Lawyer, so we're, the tying then. Oh, that could be a thing that I'm going to go back to later. So okay. just well, keep well, that in mind. We might revisit that. So... Uh, who is your player of the game for that game against Duke? A lot of, a lot of really good performances. Uh, Henry had an all-around performance when you look at points and rebounds, blocks, assists, steals. Rocket was the leading scorer with 20. Joey Hauser, after no double-doubles in his career, has two now in back-to-back games. Um, Couple great performances off the bench from from Malik Hall and Julius Marble and Julius Marble, and you got that leadership from Frosty. So, who is your player of the game? So, uh, you know, I got to go with Aaron Henry. Believe it or not, he he was the one that kept us in this game. He played. Most, if not all, the game. Because I don't think Tom could have pulled him. I don't think Tom would have pulled him at all. If he would have pulled him in the first half at any moment, it would have fallen apart. I'll tell you that. Because it looked like 
that if nobody was going to take hold of this team, that they were going to fall apart like they usually do against the Blue Devils. There's always something. Yeah, he pulled Every time we play late in the second half, I think when he picked up his fourth foul maybe, and, and he was just as active on the sideline coaching uh, Henry was. He was just as active on the sideline coaching and yelling things out at the players as he was when he was out on the floor. So he's definitely stepping up his game this year. Yeah, he is. And that and it comes at a good time for Michigan State as well because the non-conference schedule is just set you out for the Big Ten Conference. And uh, if you didn't know this, Iowa's number three, Wisconsin's four, and Illinois' number five. So knowing those teams are ranked in the top five, and if they're ranked in the top five going into Big Ten play, we're going to have something going on there that we kind of don't want to have because we got to play Wisconsin on Christmas, and we'll get to that at a later date and time. But Yeah. Okay. Well, then our, our last item here is from the Duke game is what is the play of the game that stuck out to you, a defining moment? So let's go to the one that gave Michigan State the lead. Do you mind pulling that up if you don't mind? Uh, I can let me see if I can pull it up. I'm assuming you're talking about the Julius Marble dunk. That's exactly Duke. what I'm hunting for. Yes, that is exactly what I'm going for. Oh, take that, Blue Devils. You've been doing that to us for years. I think it's our turn now. Yep. Thank you. And good night. That's what that dunk was. That was that was a pretty big play for him. So there's a, a couple dunks that uh, th there was also a defining dunk back in the the um, Elite Eight game against Duke. Um, fast break. Xavier Tillman had a had a dunk that was a, a key moment in that game as well so i love to love to see those dunks on the blue devils yes i that's 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 sometimes the moment when people say every time michigan state has got a defining dunk against the blue devils it's carried them all the way through and that was at a time where duke was kind of chipping away at it at a time where we needed a big moment and we got it right there and i'm going all right now we just have to hold them off and don't let them back in it yep and without those without fans right even i mean fans can bring a big emotional boost to the home team but but sometimes you can feed off that energy as a as a visiting player too, right? When you, when you silence the crowd or when you're, um, you know, playing well on the road. And so I think, I think big plays like that can really get the team fired up and provide an emotional boost that, that they, that they don't necessarily get from playing in front of, you know, a, a live audience. Yeah. I, and again, no, it, 
it happened in the first three games, so we get down the end. We get down to the end, and we had a 15-point lead over these guys, and we almost let it go. But yeah, that, the key that, word is almost. That was that was nerve wracking down the stretch. So definitely with a faster start and a stronger finish, you know, we'd all be breathing a little easier as a state fan. But hey, it's hard to complain but, about three and zero with with wins over Duke and Notre Dame, right? It, yep, and then not to believe it. We got Virginia coming up, and I believe we can beat them too. So an undefeated non-conference schedule would mean a lot. Now, before the they have, before Virginia, from, they've got a game. Is it either again, Friday or Saturday? It's Friday, and then they also have another one on Sunday. So, okay, I so think we should give our predictions for both of those games, and because we're we're not going to be able to do a show in between those games. So I believe we might need to give predictions for both of those games. So that sounds good. So who, um, who's the opponent Friday and what's your prediction, Aaron? So it's a team from Detroit. I, I, um, I haven't heard anything that university of Detroit mercy. Yep, we're their first game, so I think it's going to be a easy, uh, easy win. Let me think the scores here. So, with as close as the other games have been, I don't think this one's going to be close. So I'm going to do uh, 95-60 for that one. 95-60. Okay. And, you know, there's actually an Eaton Rapids connection with this game, believe it or not. So our technology director, Mr. Brown, his son, Caleb Brown, is playing for University of Detroit Mercy. So that'll be his. He's a freshman, so that'll be his first collegiate game will be against, against Michigan State. But we'll we'll be rooting for for Michigan State anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. And uh, all right. And then, we'll we'll kind of have to apologize to him after the game. <laughs> well, how about um, Sunday game? Who do they have on Sunday? It's another team from Michigan. It's Western Michigan. Ah, the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos. Long-witted Broncos. But, again, I think with the... Ooh, do they play a zone? If they play a zone, I think it's going to be within 10 points here. Um, Let me see here. I don't think they play a zone, so I'm going to go another blowout. 89 to 65. All right. I could live with both of those results. So, and, and here's a thing for you that you might not realize. Six 
out of the seven non-conference, maybe five out of the seven non-conference games are at home and against teams from that are close to the state of Michigan. Gotcha. Yeah, because then they have Oakland afterwards. Oakland, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Detroit Mercy, and I believe there might be a... But five out of our first seven non-conference games are at home, and guess where the ones were on the road at? Duke, who we just beat, and then Virginia. So we got to play the ranked teams here on the road. <laughs> yep, and there will be plenty of ranked teams in their in their uh, Big Ten conference schedule as well. So, all right. And well, then after Virginia, I believe we, I believe it's uh, the thirteenth, and then we get a whole week off, so we don't have to worry about recording for a whole another week after the 13th so or whenever we get that recording done we don't have to do anything until the 20th so <laughs> yep all right well we and will, then i'm we'll, excited for the game that happens on christmas if you if you're wondering why it's our first it's the first ever time that these guys will be playing on christmas in a long time Ooh. If at all. So I'm going to be excited for that one when that comes around. And every Spartan fan should be. Because that's, that's a holiday. And they usually don't play on holidays. So <laughs> that, that'll be a big game. As always, eight versus four if it makes it there. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the show for this week. And then we will be back probably on Monday or Tuesday of next week to recap the, the weekend games. So this is, this is Mr. Lowndes and Aaron with our recap show. Go green. Go white.